This episode of the Naperville Moms Network is brought to you in part by presenting sponsor, Innovative Orthodontic Centers. Personalized, cutting-edge orthodontics for a smile that reflects the real you. Welcome to the Naperville Moms Network, a mom-focused talk show navigating the ups and downs of being a mom and a woman. My name is Dr. Kathy Subber, and my co-hosts Erica, Sarita, and Patty are joined today by a special guest, Dr. Manel Ibrahim of Innovative Orthodontic Centers. Dr. Manel is the mother of two, an expert in her field, and will be helping us navigate the topic of oral health for your kids. I think I say, did you brush your teeth a million times a day at my house? How does that go at yours? Same, same here, same here. You know, I have two little ones, so I have a six-year-old and three-year-old. Uh, I believe we took my six-year-old when she turned two for, the, for her first visit to the dentist, and it went well. We go every six months, fine, fine and dandy. My three-year-old, <laughs> on the other hand, not compliant. <laughs> He's great in all other arenas, the haircut, the doctor, but he has decided I am not going to open my mouth for you or anyone. <laughs> so two questions for those with younger children. At what age should... Uh, parents bring their child for their first dental visit? And secondly, any tips and tricks for one who is not cooperating? <laughs> well, believe it or not, the American Academy of Pediatric Dentistry recommends that you take your child at the age of one, yeah. which seems Early. really young for a lot of people, but it's really a means of preventing issues from happening. Mm -hmm. We're not really doing dentistry at that age, but we're just checking things out so that we could prevent cavities, and then we do those annual checks just to keep the children nice and healthy. <laughs> um, believe it or not, also another really interesting fact is 45% of all third graders have cavities. Wow. So we, we want to watch. That's a lot. That's exactly what, yeah. you know, we want to prevent right. that mm -hmm. from happening. So it's no fun to do fillings on little kids, oh, and God. it's no fun yeah. for them or the parents. Mm -hmm. It's very stressful. So those visits are really meant as a preventive measure. Mm -hmm. How long should a child brush their teeth? I've heard different things. Is there a certain, like, I should set a timer, or is there a certain... We usually say about two minutes, but okay. um, I really love the... Time. It is a long <laughs> time. timer. I really love the electric toothbrushes because they have the timer mm, built into that's them. That's true. Mm -hmm. So they don't have to do the little flip thing or anything. So it's a nice way for them to, to know that they are doing a good job. That's an easy yeah. way to do it. Yeah. 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 yeah so for sure. as your kids are getting older and you know down the road you're going to have to take them to an orthodontist, when is an ideal age to start that? Do you wait for the baby teeth to be all out and get your permanent teeth in? What's your advice? So most no. people think that you should take your child when they have all their baby mm -hmm. teeth gone and all their adult teeth in, but mm -hmm. at that point it's actually too late for us really? to do anything to help them with some of their bigger problems. So the American yeah. Association of Orthodontists recommend that you take your child at the age of seven. Mm -hmm. So it's not meant for us to do treatment, but it's a baseline exam, just like you get an eye exam and an ear exam, mm -hmm. so we could start to diagnose things or say, hey, you look great, see you in a year. Mm -hmm. If we diagnose some of the critical factors that we know to look for, we may implement a very short plan mm -hmm. to just kind of get everything into an ideal position that's going to significantly enhance their development of their jaws and their teeth 
up until that teenage year. Mm -hmm. And then at that point, we may shorten their treatment because we've taken right. care of all the bigger problems. Right. And um, it also makes a big difference with their self-confidence, which mm -hmm. I really believe is a huge factor in doing some early treatment if they mm -hmm. need it. Because oh, mm -hmm. you're doing it while they're young and when they go yeah. to middle school, which is when that self-confidence mm -hmm. really kind of hits them, then they don't have to have so much done during exactly. that period. Yeah. Awesome. That's yeah. really good yeah. to know. I know my son did is doing two stages, right? He was either seven or eight and had a palate expander. Um, so can you talk about that? Like, does that open up the jaw? How, how does that help the future care? Because I know a lot of people are like, what do you mean you're getting braces on your eight-year-old? Like they don't seem to understand that there is can be two phases of it that can really help in the development of the teeth overall. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So an expander really makes your upper jaw the right size. It's a bony appliance, orthopedic. And by doing that, we can eliminate cross bites. We can also um, just make room for some of the adult teeth sure. to come in. And it's not meant to fix everything, but it can certainly solve a lot of their issues depending on what they are. Our goal is if a patient needs a phase one treatment, we keep it under maybe nine months to 12 months. And that way when they are a teenager and they have other adult teeth, it can make that treatment extremely short, maybe six, seven months. Maybe with Invisalign, they may not even need braces or want braces at that teenage year. Mm -hmm. So it's a really nice thing to do for your child if they need it. Yeah. So what are your thoughts for teenagers, braces versus Invisalign? Yeah, that's a good question. It's a great <laughs> question, and a lot of people ask this question. Okay. Um, it's important for everyone to know that these are both orthodontic appliances. Mm -hmm. One is fixed on your teeth, and one is removable. So mm -hmm. you can imagine that one of them needs a lot more patient participation. <laughs> and <Right>. so... <laughs> uh, a little more user yeah, error. User error can happen. So picking the, the two really depends on your child. If you have that really, really routine, rule follower, super disciplined <laughs> uh, patient, Invisalign's a great tool to use for their orthodontic problems. Someone could be extremely responsible but not want the added responsibility of those yeah. trays mm -hmm. and keeping track of them. And those are the patients that we use braces on. Mm -hmm. uh, but don't let anyone tell you that Invisalign doesn't work. If it doesn't work, perhaps um, it's the child that personality you know, maybe would have fit mm -hmm. better with braces. Mm -hmm. You also want to go to somebody who's an expert in Invisalign because sometimes if you're not an expert in your field, the tools that you're using don't give you the results that you're looking sure. for. Mm -hmm. And so then the patient result is compromised. So, mm -hmm. But Invisalign is amazing. Again, it's not right for everybody just based on their personality, but in my <laughs> practice, we offer it to anybody that wants it starting at the age of seven. Oh, so wow. anyone can have that. Invisalign as long as they're disciplined in that aspect of their That's life. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. Well, and oh. speaking of discipline, I know Patty has older kids, right? Yes. And after you're done with either Invisalign or braces, you are supposed to wear a retainer. Yes. Um, I had buck teeth as a child. I was a sum. Uh, uh, I said it again, a thumb sucker. Um, and I could close my mouth before I got braces and stick my tongue halfway out, which was a really attractive look for me. Um, and so I was happy to get braces to correct that problem. But I had them for a good five, six years because I was still kind of sneaking a thumb in there, which is for a little too long. But anyway, um, once you are done with the braces, you're supposed to wear a retainer. Um, how many, what percentage of people you think do that? <laughs> and for you, Patty, how has it been with your children? Um, not well. Like, I'm just thinking of the Invisalign, my, by the time my middle son got braces, Invisalign wasn't an option, and he would never have been the candidate for that. <laughs> he, you know, you, they go away to college, and you're not there to remind them in a gentle, nurturing way to put their braces in or to put their retainer in. 
how do you do that? Like, when, what is the, um, how do you get your kids to move to transition to being responsible for their mm-hmm. own oral care when you've been doing it since they were two, well, since they were one, now that we <laughs> So how do you do that to get them to be responsible for it's, it? It's definitely tricky, as we all know, because mm-hmm. it takes that routine person to stick to the routine. Right. Mm-hmm. Interestingly enough, our patients that have gone through Invisalign are already programmed to wear these trays. So asking them to wear a retainer Mm -hmm. now just at night, they're like, snap, no problem. (laughs) Super easy. Our braces patients in my practice get the same retainer that the Invisalign patients get. So they love that the hardware is gone and now Mm. they have these beautiful clear trays that they wear at night called retainers. So it doesn't seem to be as much of a struggle for us in truth. I think if we can get them a retainer that, that looks aesthetically acceptable and is really comfortable, that's going to be the solution. Otherwise, mm. good luck getting your son to wear because we're talking at night. <laughs> yeah. Do they do head gears anymore? I had the headgear that actually went on top of my hair. It was a light jean right. material. Again, a really attractive look for me. And then came into my braces. It was awful. I was supposed to wear it all the time. Wow. All the so I, at night? Oh, my gosh, time. no. I, I, so I'd get on the bus in seventh grade, and oh I would my. remove it. Of course I would of remove it, right? Would. It was awful. Yes. Some people got to wear the nice little cute ones that went underneath it, but I had like that. Do they do that anymore? I have never, <laughs> ever purchased one headgear in my practice. Wow. Because if I wouldn't wear it, I'm not going to ask anyone, regardless of their age. I love wear. that. People yeah, still love that. use yeah. it. People still use it. Um, yeah. We can use wow, Invisalign really? okay. to do what headgear does. Okay. And so it's an amazing option for patients. But it is mm. meant to change the jaw. And that's why headgear is used. But again, if you um, follow the standards of care that are today technology-driven, you're not really going to be using headgear. Okay. Mm-hmm. But well, I'm going to you know. time travel back and use you instead. So <laughs> yeah. that was not, not fun. I don't know the light jean uh, color. Uh, it oh, sounds lovely. I know. I know. Well, and to shift gears a little bit, you're also a mom um, yes. and have two kids. So how do you manage to you know, be here sharing with us, run a practice and a couple of practices with your husband, and then also balance being a mom? What are your kind of tricks that you use for that? Well, I wanted to let you know that the struggle is still real getting them to brush their teeth every day. <laughs> that's that's what you know. It's not just your kids. But um, being that my husband and I are both in dentists and you know are in the professional atmosphere and we are passionate mm-hmm. about what we do, Um, We also have to pick and choose how we spend our time Mm -hmm. because our kids are our number one priority. So really, honestly, every second that we're not in the office, Mm -hmm. I'm home Mm -hmm. with the kids or the kids will come to the office. Our office is pretty kid friendly. We've got a (laughs) movie theater and a game room. And so they can hang out in there. Sometimes their friends come, believe it or not, and hang out with them. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, it's just trying to carve out your time and not be so into just work that that takes over your life. They are my number one priority, of course. And I spend every second with them that I can. Mm -hmm. Do either of them, did they go through orthodontics then when they were younger? Did they have like the perfect teeth? (laughs) You know, I didn't realize that my my husband had a crossbite when we got married. So (laughs) both my kids, (laughs) that might have been (laughs) something. They both had expanders Uh when they were very little because they needed them. And then Mm -hmm. my young, my older son had a little bit of phase one braces. At this point, they still have yet to have their phase Mm -hmm. two because they've gotten such a great response to their early treatment. We haven't started their 
their phase two yet. Yeah. So as soon as they have all their teeth, they'll we'll probably do some treatment. They both want Invisalign. We'll see if they're good candidates <laughs> right. based on their responsibility <laughs> at that point. Sure. <laughs> I had Invisalign as an adult um, about a year ago, and one way to get someone to use the retainer is to have them pay for it themselves. Yeah. <laughs> and then let me tell you, this idea. I will never true. go an evening without putting it in because you've invested so much mm -hmm. in the first place. And I think that's tough for a teenager to understand is what sacrifice and investment that you know that was for the parent. Or letting your college age kids know that if they need any other work beyond it's that, that, it's on their own. You've done your part. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Well, that retainer yeah. will be yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Keeping your pearly whites happy, healthy, and functional is a lifetime process. Thank you, Dr. Ibrahim, for sharing with us today. We'll be right back with more from the Naperville Moms Network. Stay tuned. Innovative Orthodontic Centers is the name of my practice, and we provide full-service orthodontic treatment to patients of all ages. We do a 3D scan of your teeth and your face, and from that 3D scan, we determine the most optimized position of your teeth, and we customize wires with braces, and if you want Invisalign, we customize trays for the patient. Technology has such an added value to the patient's treatment. It means that their teeth are gonna be positioned in the most accurate spot. It also cuts down on how long you're in the orthodontic chair. We deliver unparalleled results. Increased self-confidence, better oral hygiene, a more stable bite, a brilliant smile that hopefully will open a lot more doors for our patients. We love what we do and we really treat all our patients like family. At Innovative Orthodontic Centers, we offer complimentary consultations. Visit our website or give us a call. I really look forward to meeting you. Welcome back to the Naperville Moms Network. We are now discussing age-appropriate responsibilities. It can be difficult to figure out what a child should be doing for themselves and what they still need some help with. How do you guys make these decisions? Giving children age-appropriate responsibilities teaches life skills, and I think as a parent, it's important that by the time they are a young adult, that we've taught them to be self-sufficient and independent, yeah. especially nowadays now having said that <laughs> easier said than done okay yeah. uh, you know i think everyone's life is so busy uh not just the parents even children they're over scheduled with schoolwork, extracurricular activities so having teenagers for me i find it's challenging to find the time in their schedule to assign them responsibilities that they can carry on on a regular basis. Um, so for me, it's a lot been taking a step back and changing their schedule, maybe not overscheduling that much mm -hmm. and making it a priority. So that's what we're working on in our house. <laughs> I'm glad you said that second part because I thought you were going to say, and everything runs, runs no. seamlessly in my home and 
everyone does what they should. I'm here to take advice from you veteran moms because with two little ones, um, my three-year-old is actually much more uh, responsible when it comes to helping around the house. He loves doing laundry, helping his dad outside. My older one, you know, it's the excuse factory and, dra <laughs> and the dramatics. Oh, my leg hurts or I'm tired yeah. or I forgot. There's a whole lot of <laughs> I forgots. So um, I, in my mind, I have a beautiful chore chart and everything gets accomplished. In reality, it's me losing it and saying, Clean up your plate after <laughs> breakfast. How hard is that? Throw the comforter on the bed. I don't even need hospital corners. Just something, right? right? So I, I don't think I'm asking much. So I'm interested to hear what you have to say and sort of how you establish that from early on. And mm -hmm, then how does mm -hmm. that grow? Because I don't want to be doing you know, every single thing. Mm -hmm. I, I think that's the key. You need to start at a young age mm -hmm. to spring on responsibility all at once and a teenager is yeah. not going to go too well. Right. right, to go from nothing mm -hmm. to, yeah. oh, now now you're 14, now you have to do all right. of these things. Sure. I okay. think it's really a testament to say, this is what being part of a family is. Absolutely. Like, mm -hmm. you know, whether you're a stay-at-home mom or you're a working mom, you're still doing a lion's share of a lot of it. And mm -hmm. to teach your kids, even at three, four, five, hey, when you're done with your dish, this is where it goes. Um, mm -hmm. When you're done with your clothes, put it in the laundry basket. Sure. And then kind of compliment them for, thank you so much for being a part of this family. Thank Positive. you so mm -hmm. much for helping our family run mm -hmm. this household the way we need to. Sure, um, yeah. Because you're a part of it as much as we're mm -hmm. a part of it, and you have part of this in in uh, in helping keep it clean and, and running mm -hmm. well. That's exactly yeah. what we say. Like I always say that that's, this is part of being in the family. Mm -hmm. yeah. Because I always had the kids, I had it wasn't just the excuses, it was I'm just gonna do it horribly and then she won't ask <laughs> me to do it again. So you have to, as a mom, I think you gotta mm -hmm. get used to, Absolutely. it's just gonna be the comforter thrown on the bed or it's the dishes might not be rinsed perfectly to put in the dishwasher, mm. but get used to it not being the way you would have done it, yeah. just that they're doing it. Right. But that whole idea of this is what we all are doing. And then mm. when they get older, it's always, well, how much am I going to get paid for that? Mm -hmm. mm. Right. Well, you're paid being part of this family. Right. You know, right. We all, this is what we all do as part of I'm I really you. don't compliment <laughs> them very well. So I, I like how you, I appreciate you. I should have probably uh -huh. done that a little bit more. I do the positive reinforcement, and that works, especially with my daughter. Um, and I will say, I'll actually say, have you noticed how happy mommy's been this <laughs> afternoon? What a lovely morning we have. Do you know why we've had a lovely morning? Because you've done, you know, what I, or I will point out and say, you know, when I'm yelling, it's usually because it's the 15th time right. I've asked you to do it. One through 14 weren't so bad. 15 <laughs> is bad. And so I'll say the next time when she does something, when I ask immediately, I said, look at that. Mm -hmm. Look how nicely mm -hmm. that exchange happened. Yep. <laughs> really, you can make this a lot easier or a lot harder. Mm -hmm. You're still going to end up having to do the same exact thing. Exactly. Right. Right. Exactly. I, I think as parents, having those clear expectations, mm -hmm. maybe a routine of, okay, let's start our day with finishing the chores we need to do mm -hmm. and also the consequences. Because mm -hmm. if you don't follow through, right. then they test you. Okay, mm -hmm. maybe I don't need to do this, you mm -hmm. know? And I think the other thing I find having a son and a daughter, one piece of advice I would have yeah. is equally train and teach them 
all the different household responsibilities. Mm -hmm. yeah. I yeah. try to do that more consciously with my son because my husband was raised by a single mom mm -hmm. and he had to learn to do a lot of the household responsibilities. Right. But yeah. with both of us working, that has been really helpful for me that he can do a lot of the household chores. Sure. So I make the conscious decision with my son. I want him to be someday a good husband, mm -hmm, good mm -hmm. dad, so I think it's really important yeah, that we equally, you know, train them and teach them. When mm -hmm. I was growing up, Saturday mornings, if we got up early enough, we could watch the Smurfs, and then we could watch the Snorks, which was the underwater, like, <laughs> it was like a, a oh, they remember, you remember yep. that? The right. Snorks, yep. Um, but then it was three hours of chores. It was right. nine to twelve. I had a list, and there was never a I'm not going to do this, or right. like battle over my leg hurts. It was just, mm -hmm. okay, I've got to vacuum the whole house, and I've got to clean these bathrooms. And they kind of rotated, but that was every Saturday morning that, did. that mm -hmm. I did that. Um, and I know sometimes as when you're busy, like you were talking about, mm -hmm. Serena, sometimes it's just easier to do it yourself. Right. Oh, so easy. I yeah. mean, I mm -hmm. have the boys put away dishes, and every once in a while something's in there. They have no idea where it goes, so it just kind of gets left out, or they load it up, and I'm like, I open it up, I'm like, oh, that's not how I would have mm -hmm. done it. I'm not that particular about it, but it's still difficult sometimes yeah. when you know that if you just did it, it would just get done the way you yeah. want it, and it get done quicker, right. but that doesn't serve them well as they grow up. No, and know? I think going back to Strata's point about the life skills, mm -hmm. you know, having two kids that are out of the house. Yeah. Um, when they went away to college, that was really important that they knew things like how to do laundry, yeah. okay. you know, okay. how to vacuum correctly, or how to load a dishwasher. Um, when my son went to college, we went to Ikea to get stuff before, and I picked up a toilet bowl cleaner brush, and he goes, what is that? And I go, this is a very important tool, my friend, and I need you to use it, promise me, just once a month. Like, just videotape somebody doing it, so I just know that there has been a brush in a toilet somewhere in that house, because you're living with five guys. Oh, yeah. And, you know, oh. But then I thought, oh my gosh, mm -hmm. have my kids never had <laughs> to clean a bathroom? So the poor third child in my house, he's doing probably more chores than the other too because I'm like, yeah. we got to learn this. I've already learned these two right. didn't know it and they need to know it. Right. Mm -hmm. So there's a life skill thing of letting them, even if it's not done How the way you want to do no, it, no. they got to figure that That's out. That's the baseline. It's I so do remember in college going to my boyfriend's house and he lived with four, four guys and I went in the bathroom and I was like, Really? Yeah, no. oh, so that's a very good life yeah, skill. Right. It's a very good life skill. <laughs> to learn. And get the little, you know, the bleach tabs you can just put in. Right. So you know, at least when it's being flushed, mm -hmm. yeah. you hope that's happening, yeah. that yeah. it's being cleaned. Well, and I saw, saw it was a meme. It said, if your child knows how to work a tablet and an iPhone, they can help wash down sure. the kitchen yes. sink. They can help, mm -hmm. you know, Perfect. do these, these tasks, right? And I think there's so many people, again, you, you just get into this flow of right. doing everything right um, and you want them to grow up and make sure that they are doing appropriate things but also like you said that they can take care of a household mm -hmm. themselves whether Absolutely. they're a woman or a man mm -hmm. right, mm -hmm. right. That's and, true. and you know with my teenagers as busy as they are I always say to them if you have time to be on your cell phone mm -hmm. Instagram snapchat you equally have the time to do some of the chores so I think no matter how busy they are it needs to be part of their daily life. Mm -hmm. So now what do you guys do with allowance? Like I never, growing up we never had allowance. We were part of the family. However, you know once we got to the age, fifth, sixth grade, going to the movies, I couldn't have a job quite yet. So then they would give me a little something to do that. Yeah. 
now I feel like there's a little bit of the expectation, you know, one dollar for every number age you are. <laughs> what have you guys done that's worked? I think it's a balance. You have to be careful. You don't want to get to the point where every time they do something around the house, yeah. there's that expectation right. Right. to your right. point. Mm -hmm. You know, being part of a family, you do things for each other. Mm -hmm. So in our household, for the kind of things we would pay them would be like, let's say we're paying someone to cut our lawn yep. and yeah. they want to yep. do instead yep. but not for every time they empty dishwasher so you right. have to be very careful right. to not set a good you know I, I really I, I agree mm -hmm. um, my ex-husband and I actually do things very differently at my house my kids do not get an allowance mm -hmm. but I regularly pay for them if we go out and we get sandwiches we go to the movies right that's what then we I do. pay for those mm -hmm. things for him um, my kids have actually worked at his practice um, for probably about two years every okay. Saturday and so they have five or six hours of work every Saturday that they get their own money and then many of the things that they do they pay out of that money even if they're with me um, and they have expressed that they like the thought that I've provided for myself, even at a young age, right? They're 14 mm -hmm. and 15. They've been doing this for a couple of years. Yep. But he also gives them allowance and they do a little bit more of what I might have a housekeeper come in once a month to do. Mm -hmm. So they do really a full cleaning, probably what I did from 9 to 12 on a Saturday right. morning. But right. I think it depends on what works for you, but I do agree that every single thing they do shouldn't be rewarded with money because yeah, right. that's not realistic. Right. Right. You know? right. right. That's true. And when my kids were little, like, I mean, like the age of your kids, mm -hmm. we started, like I had them participate in what their chores would be. Mm -hmm. So it started very small with, you know, picking up. I think Barney was very popular, the big purple dinosaur. <laughs> okay. My kids were little. Clean yeah, clean, yeah, clean up. up. So they would sing. We would sing <laughs> yeah. a song and then yeah. they would clean up the toys. And so then it got to, you know, you're responsible for cleaning up the toy room kind of thing. So mm -hmm. I think that it, as they got older, we would add a little bit more to that. Right. And right. I totally I love the pay thing because you can't mm -hmm. pay them for sweeping the kitchen floor every time. Yeah. yeah. But if you're going to pay someone to mow the lawn or to do a deeper clean of your house, mm -hmm. then that's a great thing to give them some money. And then they learn to be a little bit responsible with the Absolutely. money. They're making then they're like, too. what can I do? You right. Know? <laughs> oh, my, yes. my boyfriend's son, he was like, uh, Kathy, the weeds are coming back. Can I um, can I do that next time I'm here? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Right? And he's some extra money. Yeah, right. Sure. I don't want to throw my back out, you know, <laughs> getting weeds out of my, my mulch. <laughs> yeah, true. You know what I was thinking about? We're talking about age-appropriate responsibilities. I don't think my daughter knows how to tie her shoes <laughs> because they're all Velcro. She's not yeah. in a sport. She can mm -hmm. do so many other things. Am I a terrible mom? I don't think she's <laughs> ever learned how to do that. No, I just think times are different. Mm -hmm. yeah. And oh, eventually, I promise, she will be able to okay. tie her shoes. Okay, all right. <laughs> Take your word for it. <laughs> One of the goals of parenting is to raise self-sufficient adults that can take care of themselves. To do this, transferring chores and responsibilities and shoe tying as soon as they can manage seems like the best plan. Thanks for joining us on the Napo Moms Network. And remember, you're always invited. Thank you.